0: Welcome to StartupCTO.io, the podcast where Miles Mathias and Kevin Iwaki interview engineering leaders about management, startups, and software. Because your CS degree didn't teach you to lead. And now StartupCTO.io.
1: Welcome, 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 welcome. I'm going to start this week with an announcement. One of the things that Miles and I set out to do when we launched Startup CTO, uh, at least the podcast, was reducing the barrier to entry to becoming an engineering leader. And I think while the podcast solves, in part, the mentorship part of that equation, there's still a lack of availability of information on leadership positions. So... A job board was a natural next step for us, and I'm happy to say that we have an MVP live. We've got over a thousand startup engineering positions on it, and uh, a few dozen CTO and VP engineering level positions listed. So check it out at startupcto.io slash jobs. All right, on to the episode. This week, Miles and I are on holiday, and I'm sort of in a reflective mood, it being the end of the year and all. Uh, We ask each of our guests what their engineering values are, and what I love about this question is that it boils down the brass tacks of leadership into two to three minutes of talking about fundamentals. So I've edited up a thematic episode for y'all. I've got five answers to this question, what are your engineering values, in this episode. First up, we've got Nader. He's the CTO of Capost here in Boulder. Here is his answer to
2: what are your engineering values. Cool. Uh, And then... We'll uh, go to the next person in a second, but the last couple questions, so we ask this of everybody. What are your core engineering values?
3: Mm, good question. Uh, <clears throat> I, just, I think there's, I'm going to try to remember off the top of my head, but, um, so the first one is kind of customers first. Uh, that's a big one. You know, we are in the business of delivering customer value and um, delighting our customers and. <laughs> You know, relieving their pain as soon as we can. Especially at a startup, there's there's a constant balance between delivering and building perfect code, and that's you know so technical debt is a part of that, and we respect technical debt and use it um, when appropriate, and you know when when we're making that judgment call, we try to err on the side of the engineer of the customer. Sorry. Um, So those are kind of two, customer value and balance. Um, Feedback and just, you know, getting better at what we do is a big value. Um, We try to be really humble and acknowledge that we're all imperfect and we can all get better at what we do. And we try to use both data and just, you know, asking for feedback. And that's a big part of the culture, you know, like, how can I do what I'm doing better? There are two more. <laughs> are, are these, like,
2: on a poster in the office or something? They're, or? they're not on a poster. They're, not a, a poster. they're in a Google Doc, the
3: but they should be on a poster. <laughs> um, okay. You know, one is that the, the advantage we have as a startup is that we can be nimble, and it's sort of our duty to be nimble. So time is, <clears throat> is, um, is super important to so us. We, t- we spend time thinking about it, you know, like, are there any meetings we can get rid of? When we ask somebody for their time, make sure it's a valuable use of their time, um, and just try to maintain that. If, if anything is taking too long, like let's let's figure out why and, and how you know how can we speed it up. Okay. So, cool. Yeah.
1: Next up, I've got Travis Kimmel, CEO of Git Prime. Here is his answer to this question.
2: Cool. Should we should we bring S- it back home? Yeah. All right, it's you, Miles. All right, uh, so what are your engineering values? Um, Yeah, the top engineering values for us would be uh, requirements shouldn't be a struggle for engineers. Um, They're always a little bit of of a, um, you know, we always want to see really drilled out requirements, but that burden lies in the stakeholder. So we just sort of, um, we think that the engineers should should get to maximize their time Building stuff and, and uh, get being masters of their craft. Um, along those lines, we tend to involve engineering early in the spec phase, so we don't we've sort of destroyed the wall. Right. So the second thing here is there is no product team versus engineering team. We roll those together, and we're just like the product engineering team, which has mm-hmm. been really successful for us. Um, and then, better to ask for forgiveness than permission. So. Um, you know, initially this was sort of a casualty of time zones, but then again, we we came back and institutionalized it. You know, just take a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, take take a swing at a feature rather than sort of waiting on stuff because, it, in general, we're working with people we trust.
1: Third in our episode is Julia Austin, CTO of DigitalOcean. Here's her answer. Next and and last final question, that is, uh, what are your engineering values?
0: So my fundamental values are don't put process in for the sake of process. So process that makes sense, that's light and elegant so that we can get our shit done, right? Um, That keep customers happy. That uh, value of collaboration, and it sounds like motherhood and apple pie, but teamwork and going back to that other point of we all have to do this together. It's not just one person's job or one team's job. It's, it's, uh, uh, even if you're building a website, that's super simple. There's some interdependency there, you know, it could be with your finance team. It could be anything, but you're building it together. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a big part of it. And then, um, another engineering specific core value is the customer experience It is very specific to DO. It's about some simplicity, right? So, um, all right, you've built it, Did, is it a, a hack that's ugly or is it really something that resonates with our customers, right? Does it make sense for us? Uh, would we use it as developers? Does it, does it feel like it should feel? And that's very subjective. You can't build a dashboard for that. <laughs> um, but people know it. You know, they asked me in the beginning at, at Dio when I kept saying Dio simple, Dio simple, uh, what is that? Can you write that down? And I said, nope. Because you'll know it. <laughs> we'll all know it. Because it's going to be a bunch of iterations, and, and you'll just see something and say, that, does, that doesn't feel simple to me. You um, mm-hmm. shouldn't have to measure that. So that's part of my engineering value. And that's, again, not just the customer's experience and that it's simple, but uh, a process between two teams or between two engineers or between a product manager and a salesperson and a marketing person should still feel Dio simple. Let's not overcomplicate things.
2: Okay. Those are some great values.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I like uh, D.O. Simple much better than the, uh, the KISS acronym. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah it's getting a nice ring
2: to it, right? <laughs> it yeah. Stupid, right? Also doesn't insult you at the end of it. You know? uh, so That's, that's a d- big positive yeah. right there. Yeah.
1: Number four is Manuel Matke, Chief Innovation Officer at Opportunity Education. Here is his answer. Sure. So
4: what are your engineering values? I think it's a great question. Um, I, I would not say that we have defined them in a way that I would rattle them off from a list, but I can say that there are values that are alive in engineering every day. One is that we want to be practical now and ship code. But we also want to keep an eye on the fact that we see our product moving very significantly in the next few years. And finding that right balance of shipping something now, but also setting it up in in such a way that it can grow and scale and bend very significantly is important. And so I have a lot of conversations with uh, my colleague who runs the engineering team of what optimal architecture is in every case. And I feel one engineering value is to hold architecture very lightly and to be very flexible and sometimes go bigger on architecture than I might want in order to ship quickly. And sometimes to say, look, we can see the refactoring around the corner, but we'll ship this anyway. So holding architecture very, very thoughtfully and making architecture decision in the context of the overall product strategy I think is a very important piece. That's number one. Hmm. Number two is a value that I hold, which is I always go, I accept the estimates the engineers give me. I may ask them, I may question them. I never override an engineering estimate because it never leads hmm. to a good place. Right. right. That doesn't mean I'm a pushover and I'll take anything and I'll blow every timeline. But I, I feel very strongly that I, if I don't respect their expertise They'll start sandbagging me anyway. And so as a manager, being very clear that I respect the authority that the engineers bring to this and that I respect their estimates and their assessments of complexity, uh, even if I may disagree with it, and, and often I do, but... I still respect them. I still usually run with them. And if they get changed, they don't get changed because I changed them. They get changed because I had a discussion with them, and they on their own agreed without being forced to, to either change a scope or change an estimate after we've discussed it more clearly. So I think that's a, a second value that uh, is, is very mm-hmm. important to me. And I think the third one I would say is that we're all fallible, and that nobody should get too attached to the product because it's going to get torn apart all the time based mm-hmm. on customer feedback. And I find that I've seen this with a number of engineering teams that people do get attached to the code they write and the way the product is. And you get the eye roll when you come back and say, that thing that we just shipped two weeks ago, we got the feedback and here's how it needs to change. And they're like, come on, that that, that can't be real. And Building a culture where it's okay to come two weeks later and say, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to tear this thing apart and rebuild it differently. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy one. Uh, and I, I will say that the colleagues I have managed that very graciously, but it's certainly one that that sometimes takes a deep breath from people. But I think it's a commitment we all have to make to each other that with this kind of product and with the method we follow and the space that we're in, we have to have that courage to say, we're seeing it for what it is. We're just going to have to do it. And we've done that in areas where they liked it. For example, we were on Backbone and one of the engineers who was doing the web JavaScript apps came back and said, we really need to switch to React Redux. And we did mm-hmm. it because I felt that that was an important uh, piece of direction from them. Sometimes it's about a feature they just finished, but they really don't like it at all. and they. But they also do it then on the basis of enough feedback where we know that this is the right next step to take. Hmm.
1: Well, it seems like you've been really deliberate about building your team culture, and I'm sure that's something our audience can truly appreciate. Last is Maria Gutierrez and Glenn Vanderberg. We did a joint episode with them. Uh, Maria is VP Engineering at FreeAgent, and Glenn is VP Engineering at First, uh, their episode was on distributed teams, and here are their answers.
2: What are your engineering values?
5: So here at, at FreeAgent, I think the, the top one is, is around collaboration and, and being able to share your knowledge and, and help others both to help grow kind of the, the skills of the team, but also improve kind of the quality of the product and kind of try to reduce the individual point of point of failures. Um, mm-hmm. So, and the other ones, we've actually been talking a lot uh, recently about what are our guiding principles and what are our values. Uh, and I think we're trying, we're going towards uh, being more deliberate kind of an intentional around designing kind of for, for failure and with security in mind. Um, and the other big one because we are going through a, a big growth spurt just now uh, is is invest in minimizing kind of the time to, to production so that things don't get too complicated that as the team grows there's too much ceremony around kind of deploying to, to production. So I would say those are kind of they are still kind of fluctuating but but we're going towards that those ones.
6: Okay. Those are good ones. How about you, Glenn? Um, for me, I mean, I could go on about this for a long time. (laughs) Um, but the one that I keep hammering on a lot, uh, recently, um, I strongly believe that software development is a branch of engineering. Um, whether we like that or not, uh, or think it's a very mature one or not, um, uh, it is. And, um, the best definition of engineering I've ever heard, and unfortunately I'm not going to be able to get it word for word, but it's like, um, engineering is the use of heuristics to achieve, a uh, to best achieve a desirable outcome within the applicable constraints. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's always a balance between quality and robustness and cost and time schedule and, uh, all those things. And, um, There's a recurring pattern I see uh, among people in our field to think in terms of good and bad, or best practices, and versus you know everything else is crappy. Um, (laughs) There's there's one right way to do it, Uh, and uh, I really try uh, have tried to train myself, and I try to uh, encourage uh, the people I work with to think in terms of uh, costs and benefits and risks uh, and Rewards and um, consciously make those trade-offs instead of implicitly take trade-offs that somebody else decided were a good idea in some context and blindly apply them to uh, all the contexts you work in.
1: Mm. So articulate trade-offs. That's a good one. All right, that's it for this week. See you guys in the new year.
5: Thanks for
0: listening. Find us at StartupCTO.io or on Twitter at StartupCTO.io. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next episode.